Hey, MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 341 is going out to one of our one of our good friends in the SGPN Discord. Get in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Ryan H., who hit a massive parlay last night. I can't remember. I think it was plus 4,000 range. We'll, we'll talk to my, my co-host about that. He'll, he'll, he hit a pretty good uh, plus money um, play last night as well, so... Thank you for coming to the show. I'm one of the hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. I did not hit anything big last night. I came out six and six, which is not good. Not good at all, but it's better than what I've been doing the past couple weeks. So hopefully we're moving in the right direction. The man I'm about to introduce, he he had himself a night. He went eight and four. He hit a couple of dogs, one of them quite a big dog. He hit his a big plus 600. That's what it was, the pro, plus 600 prop bet. He's probably feeling himself right now. It's the one and only Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. Hello. I, I am feeling myself a little bit. That was uh, <laughs> that was a good night. Uh, and also, it, it also just felt good to have uh, a fighter in the main event who I wanted to win. Like, uh, there's not too many times apart from, you know, like picking somebody to win that I like really want somebody to win. You know, like I was rooting for Israel Adesanya. I'm a big Izzy fan. But, like, most of the time, like, uh, you know, I'm just rooting for whoever I picked that week or, you know, like, I have, you know, pretty little rooting interest. But I really wanted Aljamain Sterling to win that fight. Uh, I know some people don't like Aljamain Sterling, but Henry Cejudo kind of left two different divisions, two divisions that I love high and dry and with, like, nothing going on in them, uh, which I I really hate. And he was just basically threatening to do that again. And uh, I'm really glad he didn't get the chance to. Yeah, why do no? Why does no one like Aljamain Sterling? I, I mean, it, it's it's kind of wild, right? Because like nobody seems yeah. to like him because he he won by disqualification one yes, time. Yes, exactly. But he That's like hurt it all, basically, he right? He didn't ask to be kneed in the head. Uh, I mean, I guess he stayed down there. Uh, and, and and I get look look if you you want to say he laid it on thick, that's fine too. Um, but like also. He he got illegally kneed in the head. Uh, so yeah, yeah. He, he's always gotten more. Um, a little bit more leeway in my book than he does for most people. But then again, I also have like interviewed the guy and am a big fan of him from like the times, you know, like when, when I was first starting my podcast where he gave me the time of day. So like he's, he's always going to have a soft spot for, uh, or Gubby's always going to have a soft spot for Aljamain Sterling. Oh, third person. He's talking to now. Nice. <laughs> I'm uh, really feeling yeah. myself, you know, <laughs> you are for sure. You moved to third person. Yeah. We've, we like Aljo. We remember Aljo when he first started out this in the UFC, this, this kid. So it was actually well, the first article I wrote for fight magazine was about oh, Aljamain yeah? Sterling. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah. For those of you who don't know me and Jeff used to do, uh, some writing for fight magazine where we would write about a couple of fighters who were going to be on the prelims over the next month. And yeah. my very first pick on the prelims was Aljamain Sterling. Keep an eye out for him. Wow. I wonder if I had anyone good. Probably not. Yours, yours was Joe Ellenberger. <laughs> oh God, that didn't go very well, did it? Yeah, yeah. My first two oh. were Aljamain Sterling and Alexio Linick, and you had Joe Ellenberger. <laughs> oh boy, you see Gumby. Um, 
yeah it wasn't just last night where I, gumby <laughs> uh beat me he beat me years and years ago too as well so all right let's dive into um ufc 288 after i dive into this read about shady rays and shady may shady Rays is teaming up with sgpn for shady may not only do you get an amazing 50 percent off that's half price but you also have a chance to win 500 bucks. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customized most snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Last of all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off. Like I said, half price. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. There was some money to be won last night. I didn't win much of it, but Gumby sure did. So we're talking about UFC 288. Went down the Prudential Center last night. Um, just to prove UFC is still the name UFC is still a draw, regardless of, of what kind of card they put on. They had 17 and a half thousand people there last night and over five million dollars in gate, despite this really not being a, a star studded uh fight card, um, based on, on what we what we usually get on UFC pay-per-views. Main event, Aljamain Sterling once again uh defended his title successfully against Henry Cejudo. A split decision, 47, 48, 48, 47, 48, 47. Um, I don't, I can, I guess I can see the split decision. I, I didn't score that way. I probably had it 49, 46, no, actually 48, 47 probably is, is the right call. Um, so Hudo definitely had round five, even though one of the judges didn't give him round five, which is probably the worst scorecard of the night. Um, and then I, you probably can make a case for Suhudo round three, I believe was when I was thinking probably Suhudo one, but that, that's not a guarantee either. So 49, 46, 48, 47 Sterling, I believe are, is the correct call. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that one. I, I think 48, 47 probably seemed the right thing. Um, it, it is it is upsetting that while they got it right, they also didn't get it right. Right, like that never feels yep. good. Um, you know, and I hate just like th- th- this is annoying. But we always talk about the judges beforehand, uh, and and are not giving the credit to the fighters, which is definitely the more exciting part. But it it is such like a a huge blight on the sport right now that like even when they got it right, they got it wrong. Um, yep. Because I, I think he won one, two and four. I, I think he won those pretty comfortably. I think you could probably make an argument for him in round four. He definitely didn't win round five. Uh, five was the clearest to Cejudo. He kind of took that round off. So um, I'm glad he won. I'm glad all that happened. I also will just say like, dude, his wrestling looks phenomenal, right? Like he's always been known as like a great grappler, you know, he backpacks you and he's super good at doing that. And, you know, he's he's got the jujitsu off his back or on top and he's got the arm triangles. And he he one time hit that arm triangle from the bottom and the, the kickstand and all of those things. But like he's never really put on a wrestling display like he did here. And he really took it to Cejudo in that that way. I, I didn't like him when he was spamming takedowns what was it was that round four he was trying to i mean just like anytime it, it was literally anytime he showed a takedown in the middle of the cage like yes, it, yes, it's yes clear yes. up against the cage henry sudo yeah. had nothing for him because he's stronger yeah. he's bigger um and he was doing things technically correct too but like 
he just kept shooting them from the middle and coming up so yeah. short and then doing that weird, I'm a downed opponent, head waving thing uh, that yeah. he does. I didn't love that. Uh, but like, I, I mean, I, I hated more that he just kept making, taking bad shots. So uh, yeah. Uh, weird, it was weird strange. because Sorry, that, that's usually what you see from a desperate fighter a fighter that's hurt or a fighter that's tired. And he was neither of those things. Yeah. He was winning the striking battle. Yeah. He was winning the strike battle. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't tired seemingly. So I don't know why he was so desperate to take it to the ground. That annoyed me other than that. You you can't really, can't really pick any holes in in this performance. Um, Yeah. Hopefully he starts getting respect that, that I think he deserves because he's a very good fighter, exciting fighter, always brings the action too. He's not like he well, the fifth round was kind of a pain in the butt too, the, the way he acted. Uh we took his foot off the gas, but like I said, you can't really pick too many holes in in his performance last night. No. Uh can I ask you a question? Because I'm genuinely curious about how other people feel about this. Is Henry Cejudo said before this fight that if he won this fight, he would be on the Mount Rushmore of MMA, which first of all is just it's just false. Um, you know, yeah, it's just, I mean, I can think of 10 that I'd probably put on there before that, but now that he's lost this fight and even he would admit he doesn't belong in the Mount Rushmore MMA anymore. Um, how do you, how do you think he will be remembered in history if this was his last fight? Because don't get me wrong. He does have that win over Demetrius Johnson, the split decision over Demetrius Johnson. And that's a huge win. But then like his three other title wins are a badly dehydrated TJ Dillashaw, um, 450-year-old Dominic Cruz, and Marlon Marias at the beginning of his please-knock-me-out phase. Like, it it was... It's like a really, really lackluster run um, when you think about it, and especially in retrospect. I mean, I guess the names of a couple of them are good, but, like, altogether, it's kind of lackluster. Do you think people remember him as being, like, a dominant champion and just kind of forget everything about it? Or do you think people will kind of, kind of lump him in, in the bottom rung of champions? Yeah. I don't think his personality is going to, um, gain him any favors either in this, uh, even though, you know, it, it should be, that should be totally separate from the discussion, but they were chanting his name at that fight. <laughs> yeah. Cause every, everyone hates Aljo for some reason. Apparently he's, he's the, uh, he's the fake cringy guy. Um, yeah, so who, we talked about his weak strength schedule heading into this. Like, he hasn't fought anyone as good as Sterling since since Demetrius. And that was what five years ago or whatever. So, um, yeah, history it already um, it's already not uh, not looking too fondly on on that run of fights that you just spoke about. And I don't see maybe maybe that'll improve with time. People will forget that that uh cruz was already over the hill at that point and dillashaw was uh was depleted but yeah personally i i don't um obviously it's an amazing feat to be a champ in two divisions but when you actually dive right into the resume um yeah you, you can name many more fighters even lighter weight fighters that uh that have had better careers than him yeah i agree i will also say this isn't to disparage how good he is of a fighter no. because obviously that that fight with aljamain sterling showed just how good he is right like yep. he took three years off and damn near took a decision off aljamain sterling he's incredible but i just mean like you know in order to be considered one of the best champs of all time i i mean like that resume just does nothing for me so i i guess we'll no. see how it ages also, before we move on from this fight, we do have to just mention Marab Devalishvili stealing Sean O'Malley's jacket. Yes. Because he's yes. he's the MVP of the night. Uh, he's my favorite character of this whole show. 
Um, Rob Devashvili wearing that jacket and then jumping up on the cage and almost starting a post-fight brawl. What a what a feat. <laughs> what a feat. Uh, and Sterling's going to destroy O'Malley. O'Malley, correct? I think so. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I don't think it's going to be close. Um, no. I saw he posted uh, to start at negative 200, so... Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, actually, I don't know. It, it, it might hold off on that, right? Because I, I uh, O'Malley's yeah, got it, a bit of a name on him. Yeah, yeah. It, the money's going to come in on O'Malley. Yeah. 100%. All right, everyone, hold off. Hold off on that. Um, I hope Cejudo sticks around. Like, he, he, he looked perfectly more than more than fine last night. I would like to see him have him fight Devalish really have him fight. I saw, I think, Bloody Albo said, have him fight uh, Devis and Figueredo. Have him, you know, have him, have him fight some, fight some guys. Brandon Moreno see, said see he'd love, Brandon Moreno said he'd love to come up for a super fight without even the title on the line. A Mexican uh, super fight, sure. Yeah, that, that rule. Like, if they could do that in Mexico City, yeah, yep. I'm in. Exactly. Dan's going to go to Mexico City. You hear that? We'll broadcast live from Mexico City. You said you're in. So, uh, on the gambling side of things, we had Sterling at minus 105, which turned out to be a bad line because by the time fight rolled around, he was an underdog. Yeah, I love it. That, yeah. I'm, I'm counting <laughs> it as a dog win. He sure, sure. But we had a minus 105, like I said. Um, didn't do so good in the co-main event. I was, I was, I wrote and said that I really didn't see a path to victory for Bilal Muhammad, but I did see the path to victory that happened last night. That was, if he was going to win, it was going to be that way. Um, kind of boring uh, decision. Victory is how I, I didn't know Gilbert Burns was going to get hurt, which kind of, you know, cast a, a big shadow over over the whole proceedings. But Muhammad did what he had to do. Uh, it would have been nice to see him, you know, put his foot in the gas and try to finish someone for a change. But he got uh, Burns out of there. 50-45, 49-46, 49-46. Apparently he's getting the next title shot, but Colby Covington's already getting the next title shot, and then there's a whole bunch. He's of getting other, the next, next title. Next, shot. next, but then there's a whole bunch of people that could very easily cut in line ahead of him. Cam's uh, at if he could move to welterweight. Um, that other Shavkat, Shavkat. yeah, Shavkat, I, perhaps. I think you know. Shavkat's probably a fight or two away. I I don't think Kamzat's coming back to welterweight. I, I think he's actually pretty safe. I, I think he's getting this title shot come November, December kind of time. Um, he's going to be waiting, but yeah, like I, I expect Bilal Muhammad fighting for the belt soon. Yep. Not much to say about the fight last night, right? It no, was, I mean, it was, black. it was exactly like you said. He, he pitter pattered his way to a victory over a injured opponent. It's, it's not super exciting. Uh, it's unfortunate that these two had to take a five round fight on three weeks notice to save an event. Um, yeah. and like, this is going to be the probably the last chance Gilbert Burns has to make a run to the title. So, uh, you know, not that I'm, I'm counting him out for the rest of his life, but like, you know, the guy's 36 and, and now is in another setback. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why I can't on him. He kind of doesn't come through in the huge moments. Not that this was a massive, massive moment, but kind of when, when the ships are down, he lost to Usman for the title. He lost to Kamzat. He lost to Bilal. Not that they're bad losses by any means, but um, yeah, I, I should have gone with my gut. I originally was going to pick Bilal, but oh well. Those things, these things happen in MMA and in gambling. So we lost on Burns. Minus 120. Before I talk about more of our losses, uh, mostly my losses, Gumby's got plenty of wins coming up. I'm going to tell you about a new sponsor, Talkify. Life is full of what ifs. So what if you try something new when it comes to dating? Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. What if they help you find what you're looking for? Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service. 
that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. The trusted compatibility specialists hand select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn what you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are too awkward for first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date introductions and handles all communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a uh, a client talkify.com slash sgpn uh this was a this was a bummer this this one we do not see coming it, no this i, I no don't think anybody saw i don't think anybody no. even on the other side of this bet saw this one coming did anyone in their discord jump on this i think someone may have i think maybe someone i may have seen this and grabbed it at big plus money but yon shown on knocked out just gonna draw josh stepped into a shot and got leveled and the ref wasn't playing around and stopped the fight pretty quick. Uh, 220 into the first round. Yeah, we didn't see, uh, we saw a knockout happening, but not, uh, not um, Jan knocking out and draw just for sure. Yeah. She's never knocked out anybody in the UFC. Exactly. Good timing. And, and she's been in the UFC. And... and she's been in the UFC <laughs> since 2017. Um, yeah. You know, so like it's been six years and she hasn't uh, knocked anybody out. So like, yeah, no, incredible uh, punch, but also, uh, did it just feel like, like uh, Jessica Andrade was just like crazy reckless in there and almost for no reason? Yeah, even for her, probably. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah she's that usually like she's usually a little reckless, but like she was like chasing her, uh, and, and like maybe it was just the loss of Aaron Blanchfield, and she's like so desperate to get that one back, but it it definitely backfired on her. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so are we going to have a China versus China title fight? I, I can't I, see the UFC passing on that. I think you have to. Uh, I don't yeah. know where you do it, but I think you have to have that fight. China? I mean, are they going back to China anytime? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. They did do, uh, who was it? It was Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades out there. Or Curtis, <laughs> Curtis Blades and Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did out there. Uh, but they're, they're, I don't think they're going back to China anytime no. soon. Um, no. Maybe they could squeeze that on a like uh, Australia or a New Zealand pay-per-view as like the co-main, um, you know, you put, Oh, that's uh, true. Yep. Yeah. You can put Izzy versus Duplices or, or Robert Whitaker again on the uh, main event and then squeeze in Whaley and Jan. I was going to su suggest the UFC apex, but that's, that's even better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that's, uh, <laughs> they, they're probably, they'll probably take that somewhere on the road. So what what do we do with Andrade now? Two straight losses, got knocked out. That could be we could be looking at trouble going forward, right? I mean, I think you just keep giving her fun fights. Uh, I, I like her better at strawway. I think she still has to figure some things out. Um, but like you know, just just leave her down there. Let her keep fighting. You know, whoever. Like you know, you can give her somebody like Marina Rodriguez, right? They they haven't fought yet. Have uh, they? I've never heard of her, but yeah. If it, if it's who I think you're thinking of, that's another bummer. You mean Coming Marina Hodhiges? Oh yeah, please don't, don't. Your girl, dude. Her that's your girl. Couple fights. <laughs> you beat me on that one. All right. Um, Gumby's two two fight losing streak. That was the only two fight lose streak you had last night. You you had yourself a night. 
Uh, Mosler Avalav made a sweat. Far, far too much for a minus 667 um, bet, but uh, he got the job done against a very game Diego Lopez. 29-28, 29-28, 30-27. Lopez had him. I don't know if he ever had him in serious, because I'm not a grappling nerd like Gumby. I don't know if he ever had him in serious, serious trouble, but he was attacking him on the ground pretty much uh, from the second the bell rang. I mean, I think he had him in some pretty serious trouble there. I, I think there was like... I think there was reason to possibly give this fight to Diego Lopez. Um, yeah, that, that, like, that wasn't a, an unusual um, unusual call on your, on your behalf here. Yeah, yeah I, you I mean, give it like, to him or not? I, I'd have to go back and watch round three. Like, he definitely won round one. He definitely lost round two. Uh, he beat Lopez? Yeah, Lopez. Uh, yeah. He, he definitely won one and lost two. And, and then, like, the submissions late were, I don't know how close they were. So I'd have to go back and, yeah. like, you know, finally pick apart and pick apart what happened before that too, because, um, but that was the decider for me. It was round three. And, and like the yeah. fact that it got that deep and people had to ask that question, pretty impressive on his part. I, I'm excited to see him moving forward. Cause that is another shoot the box guy. Um, him and Elvis yep. Brenner who both, I mean, Brenner didn't lose that fight either, but like, those are two guys who had incredible short notice debuts um, and are just really, really fun to watch. Without question, Dana White's so kind. He gave um, he gave Lopez his win bonus too. So he gave him an extra twelve thousand dollars. Isn't that kind? I mean, it is. It's better than the <laughs> alternative. I'll say that. And they actually uh, actually got fight of the night too. I think so. Yeah, it was a very profitable debut for Mister Lopez. Uh, yes, it, this was fight of the night. Monster Avalov, Diego Lopez, Jan Shaunan won performance of the night, and someone in the discord who votes on the UFC uh, rankings panel says he's going to drop Evelev down after that. Yeah. After I gotta, that. I gotta go look and see where I have him already. Um, Cause I, I don't remember off the top of my head where I already had him. Maybe I'll pull it up right now while we're, uh, while we're talking, but like, did, did that fight make you think like, Oh yeah, he deserves to go up in the rankings. Um, no, no, no. I mean, I, and I, I said this in the discord too. I said, originally, I thought he blew Bryce Mitchell out of the water. After watching yeah. that, if they rebook that, I'll pick Bryce Mitchell. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You'd I'll have to. Um, yeah, no, right now I had Movsar Evloev uh, at number 10, which is where he actually was. And, and I'm not sure he belongs in front of Bryce Mitchell or Sadiq Youssef or, um, you know, guys like that. Like, I, I'm not sure he belongs in front of dudes like that. So, yeah, maybe I, I'm going to have to think about it, but maybe he just drops here. Oh, take that. All right. Um, so we hit that one. Hooray for us. And then I hit the opener, Gumby. This was Gumby's uh, <laughs> worst, worst take of the evening. Bad take, Gumby's. Uh, Charles Jordan totally schooled Kron Grayson. 30-27 doesn't, doesn't even begin to to say what we saw there. Um, scooting on your butt does not play in 2023 MMA. And that's what... Kron Gracie looks like he was it looks like he was the guy doing vision quests in, in a cave uh instead of Jan, uh Jan Blakovitz, not Jan Blakovitz, Yuri Brahashka, because he uh looked disheveled and boy oh boy. Um he had nothing in the striking realm, tried to pull guard, that wasn't working. Uh he had nothing on the ground, he's doing the butt scoots. Yeah, he was getting himself booed. Not a good performance. And my Canadian came through minus they, 175. They can't let him fight again, right? You'd think not but uh he did beat alex caceres who's a ranked fighter yeah but he beat alex caceres in what year he <laughs> <laughs> is true like Cejudo had Cejudo had fought more recently than uh than gracie 
Yeah, and, and like your your goodwill only of a of a nice win only lasts so long. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. that's a different Alex Caceres. Like I don't think I would pick him to beat Chase Hooper right now, right? Like Chase Hooper would outbox him, right? Is that a sentence I'm gonna yeah, say? I, I think anyone would at this point, yeah. Chase Chase Hooper would outbox him. Um Yeah. I mean, unless you're bringing unless you're bringing Mike Jackson back uh, and you're doing this in in between their two weights, like I don't think there's anybody in the UFC Cron beats. Um, And this is this is coming from somebody who picked Cron to win because I assumed three years away would have brought some some closure to some of the holes he has in his game. And if anything, it just made him bigger. No, he he told didn't he tell us that he worked so hard on his uh, on his um, striking? He was going to be a totally different fighter. I, I thought it, I heard that. He he may he was definitely not a totally different fighter, and if he was different in any way, it was worse. Yes. Uh that that was worse than the the Cron Gracie who lost to Cup Swanson. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I went three and five in the main card. Gumby went two and three, but things are about to pick up. For the yeah, game. they are. <laughs> so, he used to be the prelim god, and here we go. Uh, prelim time. Matt Favola TKO'd Drew Dober. With punches, uh, four oh eight into the first round, Dober uh, always counted on his chin to stand, uh, hold up for him. It did not last night, so this could be starting the the first fight that we're gonna have to think seriously think about fading Drew Dober going forward. Gumby already did fade him though last night. He had Matt Frivola plus one eighty eight. Matt Frivola via knockout plus six hundred. Gumby had both. Hope he had both in real life too. I did, and and the oh, best God. part of this too now. You were you were bragging uh, on the preview show that your props were profitable on the year because you had hit Not so anymore. many more. Oh yeah, uh, they are still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think you're still on the. But that those that plus six hundred had taken me, who had been pretty pretty down hard on the props, uh, yep. and it put me profitable on the props as well. Yeah. Uh, turns out you hit plus six hundred, and that'll fix a lot of bad things. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So for Vola, got her done. And yet, like I said, you got to, we got to look up for Dober because he's one of those guys who relies on his chin to hold up. And if it's not going to hold up, then he's not going to hold up. Yeah. For Vola also hits like a truck. And I think he has yep. some weird magical superpowers fighting close to home. Possibly. I, I didn't think of that heading into it. I forgot about the, the magical powers. Um, all right. Kennedy and Chukwu, we both had on this one. Technical submission. We didn't see a submission coming. I thought knockout, but he submitted uh, Devin Clark after they battered each other for two. Uh, they went in what seven, minute, eight minutes uh, in the fight. It was two twenty-eight into the second round when the fight ended. A standing uh, submission on Devin Clark got the job done for Kennedy and Zuchuku. You know, two fights ago for Kennedy, I I actually predicted him to win by submission at like plus eight hundred or something like that. It might have been plus twelve hundred or something like that. I thought he would submit Carl Roberson because Roberson was trash on the ground and his grappling had been getting better. Um, and he he wound up getting like a back mount, but then winning by elbows instead. Uh, and so like this this I was pumped to see him win because I I do like Kennedy and uh, obviously he's been through some like hard times recently. But also I was like. Where was that submission when I needed it? Because, uh, I, I mean, like, he he clearly got it done with his hands and then just wrapped up the submission as uh, the easiest way to finish it. Yep. So that is three straight wins, three straight finishes. Look out, right? Yeah, Keep I mean. Close and, to getting ranked. It's, it's light heavyweight for crying out loud. You probably should be ranked by now. And against Ian Kudalaba and, and Devin Clark, those are, like, not yeah. bad names. Uh, you know, no. like, that. those are probably as good as names get that are for unranked light heavyweights. So um, we haven't fired anyone yet. Devin Clark, are we firing Devin Clark? 
Oh, uh, I guess he won his fight nah, before he, this. So yeah, yeah, he, he, stick around. he won his one. I mean, I fired Kron already. That's true. Uh, he's he's two and four in his last six. That's good enough in in the uh, UFC light heavyweight divisions to to stick around. Um, all right, Chaos Williams, a split decision over Rolando Bodoya, another newcomer who newcomer who um, gave the a veteran more than they they expected. Perhaps twenty seven thirty was the wrong scorecard for Bodoya. Then twenty nine twenty eight twenty nine twenty eight for Chaos Williams. We have Williams at minus three hundred. A lot of people had him in. In parlays in the discards, they're uh, they lucky were that one came through. Sweating, um, yes. yeah, and I, I think I think the scorecards were right. I think Williams won rounds one and two, um, and, and Bedoya clearly won three. I, I think the only people who scored it for Bedoya here were ones who were just like excited he was in it um, after thinking he was clearly not going to be competitive um, because not only is he. Uh, relatively unknown, but but some people in the Discord had some problems with his physique, uh, and we're making fun of him because of that. Um, but like, hey, man, he he looked pretty sharp out there. He's another newcomer who I'm not going to be upset when I see him again. Maybe official UF, uh, MMA judges shouldn't be excited that someone's in a fight that they shouldn't be in, and give him all three rounds when that that's just yeah, rounds. that's that's egregious. <laughs> yep, even when they get it right, like Dan said earlier, even when they get it right, they don't get it right usually. Uh, and then the opener of the prelims, this was a bummer. Uh, we, we got ourselves another. Was it a bummer? No, a actually, I, I, I kind of like Verna Janero, but she's cool. Um, cool hair, cool fighting style. She took care of Marina Hadhigas, the unanimous decision, 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 27. No problem taking her down um, and taking care of her on the ground. Uh, Hadhigas, the fall from grace. She was so close uh, to a title shot and all that stuff. And now, um, I think she's going to be have to be a fade going forward. This is Gumby's other dog pick, plus one twenty three that came through. Yeah, and and I yeah I, I feel pretty good about this one because uh, I, I actually went back and listened to my breakdown of this and was like, she's gonna <laughs> take her again. down, she's gonna take her down, and there's nothing she could do about it because Yan Shanan did, and if Yan Shanan can, Virna definitely can. And you you were you were a naysayer. You said no, no, sorry, uh, <laughs> she will not take her down. And I was like. All right. And then we just left it at that. And uh, yeah, I mean, like her grappling's so good. And I think people always forget how good her grappling is because a lot of her losses are to women who can stuff the grappling. It was to Mackenzie Dern and Amanda Hebas and Carla Esparza. And th those are literally her only three losses, not just in her UFC career, in her pro career. Um, and it's three really good grapplers and in, in one of which has moved up in weight. So uh yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see her back in there again. Give me give me move her on up the rankings because I want to see her up against uh some of those those tougher women in that division. That's that's my next question, Dan. Who do you want to see her up against now? I mean so so the the Mackenzie Dern range of the rankings is like the right range, but because Mackenzie Dern is already uh has already fought her, probably not yeah. Mackenzie Dern again. See, Marina Rodriguez was five. Uh, but then again, to be fair, Yan Shanan was six. I, I don't know. Is there reason if, if if in fact Wei Li Zhang is fighting Yan Shanan, which I think she probably has to, is there any yeah. reason Virna Jandaroba can't fight Amanda Lemos? Uh, no, I, I'd be fine with her she fighting. She get knocked out. That, that's that's the only thing. But other than I mean, that. or she could take her down and just beat her exactly. up down there because she does that. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you could also if Rose Nama Yunus is going to fight again. Maybe Rose Namajunas. The problem is, it's just like 
the top like nine is tough for her. Like number one is Carla. She's already fought her. Two Rose is not really fighting. Three is Lemos, who I mentioned. Four is Andrade coming off that loss. Five is Rodriguez. She already beat her. Six Yan Shanan probably getting a title fight. Seven Dern. She already fought her. Then you get to Tisha Torres at eight. But like it feels like she kind of outkicked Tisha Torres by this point after beating Marina Rodriguez. So um, I, I think Lemos is kind of the only answer there. All right, there you go. Get it done. Uh, get it done. So what about Hadigas? We've seen the end of, of her, right? The top, her at the top. Uh, I don't, I don't know. She, she's not terribly old, is she? Yeah, I think she is actually not terribly, really? but I think she's thirty-six. Oh, that's older than so, yeah. I thought. Maybe Andrade. Yeah. Have they fought before? I don't think so. Because it feels like a fight lose. that could have happened, and I could have forgot about it. But um, yeah, no. no, they haven't. Well, yeah, Just Aguiar, but not Andrade. Yeah, let's do that again. All right, there we go. Matchmaker Gumby. Uh, no one got fired through that stretch there. So let's move on to early prelims. Uh, could have seen this one coming too, but uh, it also could have gone the way we we predicted. Braxton Smith got <laughs> got a little pooped out after a couple of minutes, and uh, Parker Porter TK out him kind of, I guess. Uh, with it says punches, but it really was exhaustion. 210 into the first round. It's not like Porter was really hurting him at all. I, but, I think he did. I, I'm going to differ. Oh, you think him. he did? Yeah. If okay, you watch the replay, the knee to the body looks like it did all the damage. Okay. Um, okay. He, well, he hit him with it. a knee. He hit him with a knee right below the rib cage. And after that, he shot that like pathetic looking double leg attempt. Um, and then just never tried to get back up. And like, I, I'm not saying, uh, you know, like I, I had a lot of faith in Braxton Smith because I, I mean, I picked him, but like it was mostly a, hey, these are two heavyweights and he knocks people out. But like, yep. and, and we haven't seen him go deep into a fight, but that seemed like it changed quick. You know what I mean? Like he was throwing oh, yeah. haymakers and then was like, let me shoot the worst double leg you've ever seen. So like, I, I think something had to have happened. And if you go back and look, it happens right after Parker Porter throws what appears to be a pretty well-landed knee to the body. So I think while people are giving Braxton Smith a lot of hate, I think Parker Porter probably deserves a tiny bit more credit than we're giving him. Um, and also just like, you know, he's a young guy who needs more, well, at least young for heavyweight. Braxton Smith is a young guy who needs more time and more seasoning. So uh, I'm not ready to write him off yet. I, I think he there are people he could be. Oh, he shouldn't be in the UFC if he needs more seasoning and whatnot, right? He should be That's, more of a... That, that might be true, argument. but it's heavyweight. Yep. You can learn on the job at heavyweight. And the new slim trim Parker Porter lookout, right? Yeah, he did look weirdly slim, huh? Yeah, he, he lost some weight, apparently. So um, it was Parker Porter fight week in the Discord, and yet we faded him. That wasn't wasn't too smart on us or on brand. All right, middleweights, Ikram Alaskarov came through. We didn't see a, a knockout. This is another one we didn't no, see a knockout. I was thinking sub. <laughs> exactly. Knocked out Phil Haas. Hopefully you weren't people weren't uh just relying on a prop bet to come through on this one. 210 into the first round. Yeah, if he's gonna knock people out on top of what he already has in the grappling department, look out. We had him at minus two hundred. Yeah, he, he looked great. Uh sure did. couldn't couldn't be happier about how he looked. Um yep. You know, and he does seem to be rounding out his game. You know, I would have liked to seen him shoot a takedown in there since that is what he does best. But if he's out here to prove uh, that he could just melt dudes like he just melted Phil Hawes, uh, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, move him up the ladder quickly. I know he called for Bo Nickel. He's never getting that fight. No. They're never feeding Bo Nickel to Ikram Aliskarov at this stage yep. in his career. Um, if he wants to fight Bo Nickel, he can once they're like both title challengers. <laughs> 
then in the opener, it was the opener because we lost Daniel Santos, Johnny Munoz Jr. Do we lose another fight since we recorded? Uh, there was fight. one other one that was going to come after that. Uh, that got canceled. Was there not? Because you took two uh, ducks to kick it off. Or three yo, ducks. Yeah, Chalgas Chumagulov and uh, Beatles yeah. there. Yeah. His fight fell through because who, who got hurt? Rafael Esteban. Didn't make weight. Weight management issues. Uh as did Ugly Man Joe, Joseph Holmes. Think he's getting fired. Uh, he came in three pounds overweight, and then you got TKO'd three twenty-one into the second round by Claudio Hebiero. Um, Gumby was risked a beating from Ugly Man Joe by picking against him and took Hebiero minus one seventy-five and hit. I took Holmes, and I regretted it almost immediately. Well, I regretted it once I heard he missed weight, and then once the fight started, yeah, didn't look good. Yeah, and I don't even think they're going to have to fire him because that was the last fight on his first contract. I heard Perfect. him say in an interview, right. so I, I don't yeah. think uh, I, I don't think they're going to renew. Um, so Good. It, no, it probably him probably him uh, hitting the road. I think Kron should hit the road. Um, what do you, What do you think about Phil Hawes? Is Phil Hawes getting fired? Oh yeah, that's right, Phil Hawes. Let me so, see. So let me give you that's give you the rundown. Right. He's lost three out of four all by knockout, all of them in the first round. His only win is Deron yep. win in that time. Ooh, yeah, he, he can get but, he needs but, but look at the three wins before that. Kyle Dawkins, the Sorodini Mavov, Jacob Melkin. Yeah, that's good. Ah, that, I, I don't know how much. It, and the losses are to Chris Curtis, Roman Delize, and Nick Romoliskarov. So, like, uh, did he buy himself enough goodwill? Who knows? The wins may have put him into a a uh, salary bracket that makes him easy to cut as well. And they go, oh, this guy true. makes too much for, so yeah, possibly if, if you really want to fire someone else, sure. We'll, we'll consider that one, especially now that he doesn't have uh, cool colored hair anymore. Um, all right. Bonus awards went to, as I said, monster of love, Diego Lopez were fight of the night. Jan Shonan, Matt Fravola, the steamroller were one performance of the nights. Uh, as I said off the top, I went six and six. I lost him with 300 bucks if if I was dumb enough to play 100 on every fight. Gumby went eight and four and won 200 and almost 220 bucks. So hopefully he, he everyone's smart enough to follow Gumby and bet on every one of those fights. Uh, on the year, I'm at 58%. Gumby's at 50%. You're catching up, Gumby. Here we go. It's way, it's like 10% lower than I would like to be. So there's still time. There's always right? still time. There's always, there's always the a locks. There's always mm-hmm. a next week in MMA. There is. We're going to talk about it in one minute. We uh, Locks and Draj and Hadigas, they failed us. Women's strawweight failed us there. Uh, dogs failed us too. Gracie, uh, Smith, both of her dogs look very bad for us. I and, could have picked any of my other dogs who won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All my dogs um, had their fights canceled except for uh, what Holmes and Smith. So yeah, I lost a lot of my dogs uh, before the night even began. Uh, I lost Burns' decision victory. It was a decision. Uh, clearly wasn't his, though. Uh, Matt Favola, knockout, plus 600. That was the big hit of the night. Uh, there we go. And Gumby is in the positive. We're both in positive for our prop picks. We are in the negative. Oh, you're in the positive for your locks as well, Gumby. You're doing good. Look at that. You're up 3% on locks. You're up 3% on props. I'm up 6% on props. And then the rest we're not going to speak of. <laughs> well, I'm catching up on dogs. I'll get there soon. Burns' decision, Alice Karev sub. They didn't come through, Dan. They nope. didn't hit our, our Hungry Man Jog fight. Uh, big pick. What did uh, I was talking? I dedicated this to Ryan, one of the good guys in the Discord. It was like plus 4,000 and stuff, and was it not his probably uh, that he hit? 
I thought it was fourteen hundred, but I could have been wrong. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I knew there was a four in it. Yeah, it, it, it was something. It, it was something. Was nice. Something big, though. It was a nice three fight parlay. So anyhow, good job to him. And uh, Scuba got bailed out by Sterling. It sounds like at the end. So um, <laughs> he's going to resort to a life of crime, but uh, Algernon Sterling <laughs> saved the day. Um, all right, so that puts that in the books. Don't worry, we got more UFC coming up. UFC and ABC. So this, uh, since they're on ABC in the states. Network TV, this must be a big fight card, right? Let's see what's that. Uh, who's headlining? Oh, Rosenstrike, perfect. But, but the other, but against, the other half, <laughs> but against the man, the myth, and the legend, exactly. my friend. The flip side, Jelton Almeida. Uh, so we have Jarzinho, Rosenstrike versus Jelton Almeida, Anthony Smith, Johnny Walker. Because we, uh, in the co main event, and then we got Daniel Rodriguez, Ian Gary, Mackenzie Dern, Angela Hill, Alex Moreno, Tim Means. That's the main card. Prelims, Matt Brown, Court McGee. See uh, two men who have both died and are back again. Uh, Carl Williams versus Chase Sherman, Cody Stamen versus Douglas Silva de Carl Carlos Olberg, Ihor Patiera, Nathan Levy, Pete Rodriguez, Ji Young Kim, Mandy Baum, Brian Battle, Gabe Green, or Gabriel Green, if you rather, Jesse Jess, Jessica Rose Clark is back versus Tanera Lisboa. So it gets better uh, after we get past the Jarzino and the co-main event. It does get better, but Jelton's there, so pretty pretty good fight card for us nerds, right? Yeah, of, of course. It's a, it's Chase Sherman fight week, man. Oh yeah, Chase Sherman fight week too. And we've never had two fighters who literally had been dead dead before fight each other in the UFC, have we? Was Matt Brown one of those? I yeah, that's why he's the immortal. I think is he, it really he died too? Yeah, oh. I think so. I'll buy that. Okay, sure. Yeah, they both had. Um, or he, he might have, I don't know. But yeah, they both had uh, drug-induced uh, overdoses and near-death experiences, uh, hmm. Court McGee and Matt Brown. But yeah, other than that, good. Uh, put that uh, put that stuff aside. Good fight card. Lots of people that we are interested in here. So haven't looked at any lines or anything yet, so I can't tell you. Have you looked at the lines for this card? Yeah, a little tricky. I would say a little and, tricky. Okay. Yeah. But that's, that's why a, we're that's here, right? Like... We'll give you consensus just like last week. When we were just, on the same page about everything. Yeah, I don't I don't think we were, but uh, I'm happy <laughs> about where I was on a lot of them. <laughs> you ended up on the right side. All right. So uh, we'll be back before all this. Oh, this is uh, this UFC event going down from the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we're not in the apex for this one. There'll be a real live crowd for that. Um, all right. We'll be back, though, tomorrow. Because it's Bellator Fight Week, Dan. Dan tried to get me to do Samurai Fight House, but, like, <laughs> but we have to we have to do the second biggest fight league that you can actually easily bet on. Even though he he kicked and screamed, but we're gonna do Bellator. Um, and he's been doing good with your Bellator picks, so come on. I have, but but it's come it on. is it is the biggest Samurai Fight House card of the year, which by the way, <laughs> you guys can watch on uh, YouTube. Uh, make sure to check out live Samurai Fight House from Argentina on YouTube this weekend. <laughs> I'm sure we can talk about it on tomorrow's episode if you like as well. So, all right, we'll be back on Monday. Until then, I told you about Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get in and have fun with us. Twitter, SGP and MMA. Uh, he's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. All our writings, all everyone's writings. All our podcasts, all our giveaways, discounts, all that stuff at our revamped website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. If you want to hear more of Gumby, Top Turtle MMA is the other podcast he hosts. And if you want to read more uh, from me, moneymma.substack.com. Get me in your inbox pretty much every day with MMA writing, play my weekly pick em contest, all that fun stuff. So we'll be back tomorrow with episode 342. 
Uh, I bid you farewell. I am Dorino Jeff Fox. Of course, you remember the name of my co-host, Gumby Vreeland. He'll be back too. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.